For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Today's podcast is sponsored by FastBitcoins.com. FastBitcoins provides a simple way for people to buy Bitcoin directly from their bank account or with cash in physical stores. Their services are rapidly growing in availability across the UK, Estonia, as well as Canada, and they're launching in Australia soon too. FastBitcoins is committed to providing high-quality Bitcoin-only services. They want to make sure that the growing number of people interested in buying and benefiting from the possibilities of Bitcoin can do so easily, securely, and with as few distractions as possible. Learn more about FastBitcoin's range of services at fastbitcoins.com, including how you can earn Bitcoin for free through their referral scheme. That is fastbitcoins.com. Fastbitcoins.com. Go check them out. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunt me destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam, put some respect on my name. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Now, on today's episode, we have got on a college student, and she is also a political commentator and social media all-around personality. She's a very interesting young lady. I like a lot of what she's doing. So I would like to welcome to the show, Sharice Lane. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. You are most welcome. So, Sharice, I've just done a really brief intro there. So let people who don't know you know a little bit about you. Well, yeah, like you said, I'm a college student. Um, I'm going into my senior year of college. Um, I've also been active in politics, I would say, since middle school. But I didn't. my name didn't really get out there until about two years ago. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm either trying to go to law school or trying to go straight into politics when, I'm, when I graduate. Awesome. And what is it that got you interested in politics at all? Sorry, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Actually, it was my grandfather, and um, he, I always see him to this day, like he still watches Fox News. Um, he discusses politics with family. So just him, even being in that got me interested. But also, when I was in middle school, um, my teacher, she advised us to research both sides of the political party. So as you know, in America, we have the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And so when I researched them, I started to say, okay, maybe I'm conservative and Republican because these align with my values. Mm -hmm. And mind you, this was in middle school. Um, I, I did go to a all to Christian school, a private Christian school, um, but it was predominantly black as well, but also conservative. So they, they didn't really force me to think this way, but from me researching on both parties, I came to the conclusion that, you know, I identify as conservative mm. and I had conservative values and those values were mostly instilled in the Republican Party. Gotcha. And uh, w tell me a little bit about your sort of growing up in your, your family background. Are you from a more sort of conservative family? You said that, was it your uncle you said watches a lot of Fox News? My grandfather. Oh, your grandfather. Okay. So, it's kind of split. Well, I, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, okay. My grandfather's a pastor. My grandmother is a pastor with him. So it's, it's kind of split. You know, a lot of black Christians identify as Democrat, but then also a lot of us identify as conservative Republican. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of split with my family. But I know my, my grandparents are conservative. My mom is more so independent. My dad, he's Democrat. Mm -hmm. um, he <laughs> he doesn't like President Trump. He doesn't like Republican Party. So we kind of bump heads on those things. Sure. But, you know, I'm my own person, I think, for myself. Mm -hmm. So it don't matter what my family has to say about me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue being, you know, conservative and align, aligning myself with those views. Gotcha. Well, you know, I, I love the fact that you, how, how old are you now? I just turned 21. Just turned 21. Month. Yeah. Well, you know, for anybody, but let a, let alone a 21-year-old young lady to stand up for your principles and values in the way that you do, in the way I've seen you do, is very admirable. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of what it is. I mean, I'm sure you've seen right. that, right? A lot of people 
want to not rock the boat at all. They just want everybody to like them. And, you know, as they say, if you don't stand for anything, you'll, you'll fall for anything. And that is very true. Mm -hmm. And I think you're seeing that a lot of people are just being, to be frank, a lot of people are being pretty cowardly, right? Even if they really believe something and they say they believe something or whatever, they don't stand up for it and they fold very quickly as soon as anyone is a little bit mean to them or disagrees with them or whatever. And so, yeah, I think you're a, you're a courageous young lady. So that's why I really Thank wanted to you. have you on. Yeah, no, real, real talk, <laughs> real you. talk. Um, so I'm actually kind of curious. So of course I'm, um, I'm a Nigerian and British guy. I am not a black American. I talk to a lot of black Americans and I am curious. So even within your own family, so you said that your dad is conservative. Um, My dad is Democrat. Yeah, and and Democrat. And this is this is what I see as an outsider. Okay, it looks to me like a lot of, on average, it seems that Black Americans are actually more conservative on average than, say, white Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of black Americans, if you look at their actual values and beliefs, they seem relatively conservative. However, right. there, of course, is this super strong allegiance to the Democrat Party. And especially in 2020, when I look at the Democratic Party and I see what they stand for now, I'm not talking about the Democratic Party of the 1990s or even the early 2000s. But when I look at what they're standing for now and also what they're against, I find it kind of confusing as to how that allegiance has been maintained. Because if you look at the values and the principles, the Repub- I'm not even saying you need to love the Republican Party, but mm-hmm. it seems like the Republican Party stands for those principles way more than the right. modern Democratic Party does. So... What are your thoughts on that? How how does that uh I don't really understand that schism. I find it confusing. It, it's confusing as well because okay, conservative doesn't necessarily mean Republican. Conservative mm-hmm. values revolve around God and family. So uh, the black community we have a basis on you know God and family from you know where we come from. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my grandparents are pastors. I grew up in the church. I've always been involved in the church, but I know people who have also been involved in the church who identify with the Democratic Party. And it's just confusing. I guess um, I, I guess some of them don't feel as if Republicans care about Black people per se. But then again, I can't really vote for a party or be a part of a party that goes against the values that I represent, such as mm-hmm. being pro-life. Um, I, I'm not for the LGBTQ at all. Um, again, I'm pro-life. I'm Christian. It's just a lot of things that goes into that. But some people don't don't understand that um, you don't you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So you don't what, necessarily have to to be involved with the Republican Party, but sure. you shouldn't be voting a Democrat because you know your parents or your family votes Democrat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because, I mean, the, the parties in my own lifetime, the parties have spread apart from each other, right? In fact, I think the Republicans haven't moved that much. If anything, they may have become a little bit more liberal um, in my lifetime. But it seems like even since 2008, the Democratic Party has shifted towards the left very aggressively, right? They went from... You were talking about being being pro-life. They went from abortion should be safe, legal, and rare to shout your abortion. There shouldn't be mm-hmm. any there shouldn't be any time limit on it, right? You should be able to abort a baby up until the point that it's about to be born. Any reason it doesn't matter. It's none of your business. My body, my choice. They they've gone like really extreme on this position. They now have open socialists in their party. You have people mm-hmm. praising socialism and communism in the party and not being rejected. I mean, if you just went back to the Democrats in 2005, that would have seemed un- un- unthinkable, right? You would have been like, no, nah, you know, the, right. the, di- the difference between the two wasn't so big. So is it just that people have not sort of noticed that? Maybe they're not aware that the party is no longer what it was. 
because I find that to be the case. I find on both sides, it seems like a lot of people who are more liberal leaning or left leaning, they still view a lot of conservatives as they think that conservatives have not changed since 1950. Okay. So when Mm -hmm. they think of, when they think of conservatives, they're thinking like, okay, like they've got this weird caricature that doesn't sort of represent modern day conservatives um, or the modern day Republican party. Like even when you said that there's this feeling that the Republicans are against black people. Mm -hmm. And I know more about American history than the average person. I'm not an expert Mm -hmm. at it. But if I look at the history of both parties, or I even look at the current situation of both parties, beyond lip service, sure, the Democrats are more likely to specifically talk about black people and specifically talk about women and specifically talk about LGBT and any group that they want to sort of pander to. But in terms of what they actually do on, again, I don't see what the Republicans are doing that is anti-black people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't see what the Democrats are actually doing that is pro-black people, let alone pro-black people who have some of these more conservative and religious values. I just, as an outsider, it really does confuse me. And I spend a lot of time thinking, like, what's going on? Why is it like that? And, okay, I will say with the Democratic Party, they don't, okay, they don't really do anything. They just pander when it comes to election time Mm -hmm. that's when they start pandering to the certain group that they need the votes from so they try to make it seem like they care about us when actuality they don't and i okay yes i've been involved kind of involved in politics since middle school but the democratic party ever since president trump has gotten to office he has really like exposed their true agenda this is now we're starting to see how extreme they can get since he's been in office. So I think that was one of his plans too, to kind of expose the other side. And they have gotten really extreme. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's weird. I'm like political in a way, but I'm not super political in another way. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested in the sort of big ideas. I'm more interested in culture and morality and psychology and the way society is going than I am in terms of the the day-to-day you know, people will talk about certain politicians and I'm like, I don't even know who, I don't even know who you're talking about. Right. Cause I don't kind of follow it at that mm-hmm. level. But in terms of the grander scheme, it is one of those situations I've been curious about for a while because I am not aware in any country, I'm not aware of any sort of specific voting demographic that votes so strongly in one direction as black Americans for the democratic party. Right. And this raises a huge number of questions for me, right? Because it's what, 92% or so? It's It's around that. It's like over 90%, which is, Mm -hmm. I mean, if the opposition were literally like, you know, KKK or something, then sure, that makes sense, right? (laughs) You know, like if if the opposition is like legitimately, okay, we want to like really hurt you or harm you, then it's like, okay, I get that. But Outside of that, I mean, I can understand, I don't know, 60, 40, maybe even 70, 30, but like 90 something versus, I don't know, 92, 8, that does make me think like, hmm, there's there's something going on there. Like people cannot be thinking freely because that doesn't make sense, especially when you consider their values and their beliefs. Um, I would say in the the Black American community, is we're prone to keep tradition, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, black people are not a monolith, but it's kind of hard to separate yourself from family members who, you know, are doing something different from what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So we're used to voting Democrat. Mm-hmm. We're used to voting democratically. And so when you step out of that, it's sad, but you get ostracized. Yeah. You know, you get told that you're crazy. You get called names. You get called the typical um cool uncle tom all mm-hmm. of that stuff now i've been called everything in the book yeah. so it's kind of hard for us because we're so used to keeping tradition but at the same time again black black americans black people in general are not a monolith mm-hmm. so oddly enough it's almost like uh <laughs> in that sense black americans are conservative in that they're maintaining their the status quo mm-hmm 
which is basically uh, kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, what do you think could be, I mean, I know you are interested in you're you're very politically vocal. What is your, what's your message? What, why, what is it that makes you so vocal on Twitter? I see you're also on TikTok. What is the message that you want to get out there? I, w- I just want people to know that it's okay to think freely. Mm-hmm. Even me, me being a, a registered Republican, even me, I have some different thoughts outside of the Republican Party, but I just want people to understand that it's okay to think freely. I want people to to know the truth. I want people to, you know, again, just be free. Mm-hmm. Think how they want to think. We should be able to do that in this country. Mm-hmm. Why is that controversial? I don't know. I, Again, especially in the black community in America, a lot of people want us to think the same because I guess it's good to keep tradition because of what we have gone through as a people in this country. So when you think outside of that and when you act outside of that, they think that you're a traitor, basically. Yeah. But how many times does, I mean, because I, I, again, I think, you know, of course I'm, I'm, I'm older than you and again, from an outside perspective, I've now seen several Democrat and several Republican governments in charge. Just like in the UK, I've seen mm-hmm. multiple labor and multiple conservative governments in charge. And it seems to me that there's no, before Trump, it was Obama for eight years. Okay. And between 2008 and 2016, what specifically did he do that people feel was so great for somewhat generally, but specifically for black Americans, right? That I think is a kind of cultural figurehead. It It's cool that there was a black that's the only thing. mixed race president, right? I think that's cool. Having that's the, only thing. the most powerful <laughs> man in the world, the most powerful man in the country is, oh, look, it's someone who's not a white guy. Like I can understand the sort of, power in that right i can i can see that but in terms of policies or actions or things that were done maybe i've missed something but i don't see anything particular that he did which would make people be like oh yeah well he did you know a b c d you know i i don't i don't see it and similarly he didn't I mean, do anything yeah all he did was be black and, you know, the only, that was the only thing that was pretty inspiring, I guess, to see a yeah. black man in, you know, in charge of America mm. um, because, you know, what black Americans have gone through in this country. But other than that, all he did was, you know, light the White, white House up to a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of stuff for the LGBT than he did for black Americans and mm. for Americans in general. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't, it's interesting. Who was who would have been the last Democrat before him? Bill Clinton? Again, I mean, it seems like some of his policies actually, just like some of Joe Biden's policies, if anything, were quite disproportionately harmful to mm-hmm. black and minority communities. And let alone on a national level, I mean, if you look at individual cities um, with their governors and their mayors, and you're, whether any of these cities where you do have a high proportion of black and ethnic minority people living, vast majority of them are democratically run and governed. And they've been dealing with the same crap for decades. Like my entire yeah. life, it's, the, it's been the same cities, Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, like, you know, certain things have gotten better under certain people and in different time periods. But it doesn't seem like, okay, there's ever been a time that someone has sort of stepped up and, I don't know, put their money where their mouth is, right? Not just right. pandering for votes and we're going to say what you want to hear, but then once we're there, we're not going to do anything. And I've just now seen it. Maybe this is why I'm quite libertarian, because it's like I've seen the mm-hmm. cycle. I've seen the cycle many times now. So I don't I can't buy into the hype too much. And. I also have a long, I have a long-term memory. So just last year, okay, just last year when they were doing all these democratic debates, et cetera, they were talking about reparations. Okay. Have you, am I the only one who's noticed that that's not even 
part of the conversation anymore, right? It was like when it was right. when it was advantageous for them to talk about when they're trying to get those votes, right? They were, oh, we're going to talk about reparations. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I haven't actually heard that word this year. And I'm like, oh, that's now it's sanctuary cities and <laughs> they're, yeah. they're now putting illegal immigrants before black Americans. And it's sad. I mean, that's a slap in the face of my ancestors who have gone through so much in this country. Mm. Um, President Trump said black Americans built this nation. And he's right. I mean, we had a hand in it um, and we deserve, you know, yeah. to be recognized, not they're trying to they're trying to basically they're trying to replace us with illegal immigrants. And I just don't agree with it. Yeah, well, this is why I find it all disingenuous, because it just seems to be like, okay, it's almost like they look at the stats and they see, okay, where, which minority group do we need to sort of target to get the numbers in terms of the votes, right? So, But we're dying off as well, because, you know, abortion, we're, we're the most to, to kill our, our babies mm. and our, you know, our race is the most to be aborted. So yeah. we're dying off. We're... 13% of the population. And so you have other people coming along to replace us, basically. Okay. So that's heavy. That. No, that, that's heavy. Yeah. Um, what I've kind of got a couple of directions to go here. What do you think are the biggest problems facing? I don't really like to use the term black America because it's too, it's too wide. There's mm -hmm. millions of people, but to use the terminology that people use. What do you honestly think are the biggest problems facing black America or the black American community? What are the, I know if I talk to a lefty, they'll scream racism and systemic racism and institutional racism at me. In your own perspective, you may still think some of those things, but what do you think are the, are the biggest problems? Well, number one thing for me is broken homes, broken families. Um, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a stable, put together family. So when you have, when you have that, when you have someone not, not growing up in a two parent home, it's hard. You know, um, me personally, it's been hard, but I've been able to overcome it. But some people, some people it's hard mm. and, not a lot of people in the black community have a stable two parent two parent household, a stable family. Um, the single mother thing is not helping. Feminism is not helping us as well. Mm. You know, I see a lot of I see a lot of black women trying to I guess promote feminism now, and it's not helping mm. because we we're already suffering from broken homes, fatherless homes. Um, I want to say everybody in the black community is no, fatherless, no, but. From me, from where I grew up in, what, what I've grown up in, um, where I come from, um, the city that, that I've grown up in, if I ask somebody, is the father, was their father there, I, mm. I won't be surprised when they say no. A lot of my friends' um, fathers are not there. Yeah. So that's and the number one thing for me. And it means a lot when you have both parents there to guide you. Yes, it does. And this is not a, that's not an opinion either, right? They've... If, if people like stats and statistics and numbers, you can look at this up. It doesn't matter what skin color someone is. Yeah. I would um, say for me, my, my father, he's here, but my parents are divorced. Yeah. They divorced when I was, I think I was three, three to six. I think they, they separated when I was three, divorced when I was six. So he wasn't necessarily in the home. So it, it, it did have an effect on me, but I was mm -hmm. able to overcome it. But some people, it's hard. Yeah. Right? And what do you think is at the what do you think is at the root of that? I mean, I think I, I saw the statistic. I think it's seventy two percent of Black Americans are now born to unmarried parents. I know that doesn't specifically mean the parents are not together, but that is an astronomically high number, mm -hmm. and and that and that number's been been steadily just increasing and increasing every year. And what is what's at the root of that? I think when America, when, okay, America introduced the welfare state, mm -hmm. um, that's how it started. You know, they had to do welfare checks to make sure the father wasn't there for the woman to get money from the government. And, you know, they, they still do welfare checks. I mean, I have family members who tell me they still do welfare checks to make sure the father isn't there. And also um, mass incarceration mm. in America. Um, there's a lot of black men in jail. Mm -hmm. 
for years and years and years and years. So, you know, Joe Biden with that 94 crime bill, he definitely participated in the mass incarceration of yeah. black people in America. And um, I even have friends who told me, you know, one of my friends, his father just got out. Mm-hmm. He he had he hadn't seen his father in a long time because his father was in jail. Um, I don't know what he did, but yeah. So the welfare state and mass incarceration is two big things that has you know contributed to that, and also um, society promoting not not promoting abstinence and promoting promiscuity. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. That's a big one. Um, yeah, and and basically not promoting marriage. So it, it it can even go outside of the black community oh, sure. now that you have feminism and um, I do what I want with my body and mm-hmm. um, you don't have to wait until marriage. There's consequences to that. That's why I promote, personally, I promote abstinence. Yeah. I am abstinent because I do not want my, my kids to go through what other people have gone through with being in a fatherless home and all of that. Mm. And yes, I just, I want a stable family for myself. Yeah. So it's a lot of factors, but those are the top three. Yeah, those are, those are a lot. I mean, I'd like to go into those a little bit more because I think one thing that I, one thing again, I've, I've observed and what seems to be a trend is that it seems like a lot of black communities in America are almost kind of the canary in the coal mine. So what starts there sort of spreads throughout the wider society. So if you see a trend, if you see something yes. kind of going up in that demographic or going down, yeah it's like the other ones maybe a decade later follow. Mm-hmm. And so I think we are the, trend, trendsetters. We're trendsetters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the black community, a lot of people get their, their culture from us. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm proud to be black. Mm-hmm. I call myself pro-black, which some people might not agree with, but mm-hmm. my definition what? of it is different. So okay. yeah, I'm going to get into that. For me, pro-black means um, wanting what's best for the black community. Not, I'm not necessarily anti-white, but I do want what's best for the black community. I want black families to get back together. Mm. Um, I support black businesses, which that means putting money back into your community. So we won't be on welfare. And so we won't be so dependent on the government. Um, so yeah, those are like the top things when it comes to me being pro-black. And some people say, oh, you can't be pro-black and be pro-American. Yes, you can, because again, if, especially if you're a black American, mm-hmm. I mean, we we kind of contributed to this nation, the things we have been through in this country. Um, my people were born here. So I think I can be pro-black and pro-American. But I mean, everyone has their different opinions when it comes to that. And everyone is able to think freely. Mm. A big split that I notice is that it seems like more on the left, of course, where they play identity politics in general more it seems more like they people who think think that way tend to think more that you need a a specific solution sort of for each different demographic right they talk to each mm-hmm. demographic separately now me personally i'm a believer that what is good for people in general or what is good for the country in general is by definition good for the subsets of people mm-hmm. so so for example a lot of people will say what will you know a lot of a lot of people right now will be thinking what's trump done for black people what will biden do for black people what would and in my own worldview i don't really even view it like that because mm-hmm. i think that if trump or anyone else does what is good for america and for people in general and the economy in general etc then by def- by definition, it will also be good. Black Americans are a subset of Americans. So if it is good for Americans, if the economy is going well, that is good for everybody, right? So mm-hmm. do you do you think similarly, or do you think more along the lines of something specific is needed that specifically targets Black people in America? I think something specific. That's okay. why again I call myself pro-black because just the history of what of what black people have gone through in this country we're going to need certain laws and things to kind of retract the damage that has been done now i'm not necessarily not necessarily saying we can't do this and that i'm not playing the victim card or whatever but I mean, certain things such as what President Trump has done with the prison reform. That's something okay. that had to be done and needed to be done for us. T- why don't people talk about that? It seems like people don't, don't want to talk. People don't want to acknowledge don't it. I don't know. It's it's crazy that they don't. 
mm-hmm. but I think that they should. Um, so then, then again, I'm for President Trump because he has shown that he cares about the community. Mm. See, another one that's really interesting with Trump is that this goes beyond, again, goes beyond black people. But in general, again, Trump has been famous my entire life. Mm-hmm. And people never hated him until the media told them to. Until right. he ran for president, 2015, 2016, the entire narrative changed. I mean, rappers used to love Trump. He would be. That's like, what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, the, shows and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing I find really bizarre because I'm like, wait, I, again, I have a long term memory here. So when did he, all these things you're now saying, sorry, not you, but people in general, all these things that you're now saying that he is, when did you start believing that? Right? Just like I like to I ask people. believe me, not me personally, but yeah, just like them I like outside to, is crazy. Yeah, I, it, it's weird because people just say all this stuff and I'm like, well, you didn't think that six years ago. So why are you so strongly of that opinion now? It's a, it's a little bit like, when people, um, you know, when you talk to people who believe that there are infinite genders and there's all that, right? People who, who subscribe to that stuff, right? The question I like to ask them beyond what is a man or what is a woman, which they finally can't answer. Um, I like to ask, when, when did you start believing that? Right? Like what argument convinced you that that is the case? Because I've been around for over 30 years and all my life there were two genders. And I travel around the world a lot. I've been to a lot of different countries. And in most countries, there are only two genders. So when, what happened in 2015 or 20, like in, in, what happened in the last five years that has suddenly made you go, you know what, that was like totally wrong. And there's now like, not just a third gender, but there's just infinite. Because when someone's whole idea or ideology or belief sort of changes just like that, kind of with the wind, I'm mm-hmm. very, I like to dig in a little bit and be like, wait, hang on here. You're telling me all this, but where did you get that? Did I mean, you come it's up- the media. It's mm. the media. Like, as long as you keep continuing to depend on the news for your information like that, instead of actually researching mm-hmm. and finding things for yourself, you're going to believe them. And they have a big hand and a big part in why people don't, don't like President Trump. Yeah. So you were talking about specifically things that would be good for black Americans. So in terms of policy, in terms of, let, okay, let's talk about two things. Let's one, talk about politics, but then let's also talk about society and culture. Mm-hmm. So from a political level, whether that's at a state level, city level, federal level, what do you think that politicians, what do you think a politician, a president, a governor could do to address some of the concerns that you have? Well, okay, with me being a Republican and being in the Republican Party, specifically for them, I would say they need to do more Black outreach. Um, President Trump has done a great job of doing that, and he has set the path for them to do it. Now more Black Americans are open to supporting the Republican Party, but, you know, they, they have to stop being scared. Like, I see the Democrats, they might not be putting any policy out there, but they're definitely doing a great job with kind of doing black outreach, trying to Mm -hmm. do black outreach, trying to get in the community because again, they have more black Americans on their side, Mm -hmm. but I'm in the Republican party because I want to, I want them to see, like, I want black Americans to see, you know, we do care about you guys. We do want to do outreach. So concerning the Republican party, they just have to stop being scared, Mm -hmm. start doing more outreach, start showing our community that they care. And I think, over time, you know, we're going to move on to that side. <laughs> I, I won't necessarily say I want Black Americans in this particular party, mm-hmm. but just don't automatically vote for a party or yes, a person yes. because your family members are doing it. Yeah, that, that's the big one. It's, uh, I, don't, I never tell anyone who to vote for. I'm not saying you must become conservative, you must vote Dem- Republican, you must vote conservative, whatever. It's just like, look, make your you're free to make your own decision Mm -hmm. you don't have to march in lockstep if you do all the thinking and you think about it and you consider it and it's like i know i think the democratic party and candidate is the best then cool vote for that if you think they're both terrible and you want to vote third party fine go for that if you think right you know oh actually if i look at what trump is doing and it's actually pretty good um then then go for that 
In terms of the, the policies themselves, though, so let's say that they're able to get a little bit more of this support. What is there? Is there something specific that you would like to see addressed? What what could be done? At what stage would it be like? Okay, we are we are fair. Like we're we're square. We're even. You kind of see what I mean. So I think that okay. I think that both parties should talk more about reparations. I mean, okay. I've, interesting. I've heard. Um, okay, I'm a part of a movement called. Ados, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but some of them they don't really they don't kind of accept me because I support Trump, but at the same time I understand that I understand their concerns. Um, being a Black American, you know, a lot of these groups have gotten reparations except for Black Americans, so I kind of see their side on why they want to get it. Mm-hmm. Me personally, they they say okay, you're not really for. The Eidos, which Eidos means uh, American descendants of slaves. Mm-hmm. So you're not really for the Eidos movement because you don't want a check and you don't understand the economic side of it. But for me, I'm saying I don't really want a check. I, I don't want I don't really want money. Mm-hmm. I want maybe land, business grants, something around that that mm-hmm. can actually really help our community economically. It might not be in, in a form of, of a check because yeah. pers- in my opinion, a lot of people in the black community are not they're not financially in the mind. They're not financially equipped to kind of understand how to handle money. Mm-hmm. But then again, talking about reparations and kind of acting on it, I think that would be good for us. Yeah. I mean, how, how would they? It's, so, weird. it's, it's hard because yeah, because not I, everybody I, black in America is black American too. Yeah. Th- this not is everybody's the thing. Descendants so, of slaves. It's mm. a lot. Uh, yeah, I think with the whole reparations conversation, I mean, I remember I did an interview in the UK, actually, where they did ask me about it. And I caught some flack for black Americans because I'm not I'm not in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And for I can me, understand both sides, though. Yeah, no, I, I can understand it. But I have. So for me, there are there are two, maybe even even three aspects. Number one is that I don't I don't believe in the sins of the father kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So. In 2020, no no white people in America alive today right. own slaves. No black people were slaves. You know, I maybe agree. there are some very older people who you know had some suffered a little bit under Jim Crow and things like that. But generally, like I think, okay, well, no, that white guy was not responsible for what one of his ancestors may have done. In fact, most most of their ancestors probably were immigrants themselves um Mm -hmm. and again like you said not everyone who is black in america if you were to trace it back even would have been right a descendant of slaves so it's just like it's it's tricky yeah it's it's tricky tricky. so i think there i think there's that that whole aspect and then there's also the even if you did even if say okay say someone did did the worked it out and thought okay the reparations are due somehow the the calculation i mean who who pays for it who receives it right how much and, is and it how, how do you do it me personally i don't necessarily want anybody white i mean let's just go back to the party who who was for slavery the democratic okay. party i mean come on pay up democrats <laughs> because the republican party was formed on the basis of abolishing slavery that's true and you had a, a lot of abolitionists who were Republicans. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily saying a race, a whole mm-hmm. race needs to pay as reparations. But I mean, Democrat, the Democratic Party did have a hand in it. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily blame white people for, because not not everybody white in America too. Not all of them, not all of their ancestors no. were slave owners. Exactly. So in it's fact, a tricky it's, it would topic. Be, it would be a minority that would have been involved. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky topic, but I, I understand Mm. the american descendants of slaves i understand their yeah. argument yeah um, I, and i understand I, I just understand all sides yeah no i understand it I'll, I'll tell you the one of the sort of primary principal reasons why i personally think it's misguided mm-hmm. is because of you know all of our previous conversation what i think is i just i do not believe even if even if i were of the opinion even if i could be convinced that reparations are due and are owed I do not believe that the the government or any party would actually do it. I think that they will mm-hmm. use it. I think they will use it happily as a carrot to get your vote. 
right? I think that Democrats will happily talk about, hmm, yeah, I think that, I think, because you hear how they say it. They'll say it, sh- it right. should be on the table. It should be on the table. We'll consider it. And that's like a carrot of hope. And that keeps it's people, sad, though, that keeps people but it- voting. But I don't, maybe this is my like over skepticism, but I truly don't believe that they would be like, okay, you know what? We're actually going to do this. And honestly, I don't believe that they will either. Um, it's sad because a lot of other racial groups have gotten reparations in America, mm-hmm. except for really black Americans. I don't know why it's taking them so long to act on it or whatever, but I believe that they're not going to, I think that maybe if they talk about it, they still won't really do anything mm-hmm. about it. I wish I, that they yeah, would. I, I get you it. Know? And sorry, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Also beyond that is I think that as long as people are pushing for that, I do think it keeps people stuck somewhat in that victimhood mentality. Mm-hmm. Because as long as you are feeling like you are owed something, mm-hmm. you're always going to be in a weaker position. Always. Always. Like if I said, you, I understand yeah. both sides. I understand yeah. both sides of the argument. Like I'm not necessarily saying I'm owed something, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I do recognize at least... If it's not for me, at least for my grandparents, you know, they're yeah. still alive. Yeah. Um, at least for them, because they they even went through the Jim Crow era where all of that stuff was going on. My grandma told me, mm. my grandma told me about, um, let me put my business out there, but she told me about her gra- her grandmother and her grandfather. And I don't know if it was a KKK or whatever, but basically they raped her grandmother and they, they tore her grandfather apart. Um, it was a ho- two horses and they tore him apart with that. Oh so it's like, if it's at least not for me, but at least for them, you know, yeah. because they actually went through the Jim Crow and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavy. It's, it's complicated. It's, it's a, it's a complicated issue. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can understand, I can understand why people push for it. I, I it's not, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people think that it's funny. I get a, I have like a, <laughs> I think there's no demographic that I polarize, I seem to polarize more than black Americans. Right? <laughs> like they seem to be like either like really, really, really like, like me and my message and stuff like that, or be like super like hostile, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like insanely hostile towards it. Like I'm some British guy who just totally does not understand any of the history and stuff. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I, I understand it, but I'm also, I'm, I'm very much a realist. I'm a pragmatist. And I also understand that politicians, they lie, <laughs> like, right? Like they lie. They, they've it's been, unfortunate, you, but you that's know, what, the time that we're living in. Yeah, it's just like, that's what they do. They've been, for how many decades are they going to keep saying, it's the same with anything. Look, look at places where they have lots of homeless people, right? Look at Los Angeles, San Francisco. They always start, oh, you know, we'll do this, we'll do they don't. The numbers just keep going up. The numbers keep, they're not doing anything. They don't care. They just want the votes, honestly. They, 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 yeah, they, it's, like, it's like they want the vote. But if this is what people want, I think people need to like hold their feet to the fire more. If it's like, okay, if I vote for you because you're saying you're going to do this, then you've got you, you, to do it. Like We need to hold this person accountable. If you become the mayor saying that, okay, I'm going to clean up crime in Chicago, and then you become the mayor and you just sit there and people are gunning each other down every weekend and you're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there and chilling and talking about some other nonsense and virtue signaling on Twitter and hashtagging, then it's like, no, nah, the people who voted for you should be like, Hey, you said you were going to do this. We voted for you. Cause you said you're going to do this. Like, what's up? that's kind of why I want to run for office in the future as well. Yeah. I'm leading up towards that because, okay, I'm in Orlando, mm-hmm. Orlando, Florida, which Florida is kind of like purple, red, but, Orlando is blue mm-hmm. and particularly in my district I've seen them say they're going to do stuff for especially for because there there's a lot of black people in, in Orlando but I mean what are you doing mm-hmm. for the community the neighborhoods are the same um crime is still the same so that's kind of why I, I want to run it at least specifically in my my district and in my mm-hmm. town because I really do want what's best for my people I want what's best for my community yeah. for the community that I grew up in and I don't want to just be talking and say, I'm going to do this and do that, but then don't do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think needs to change culturally? So only so much can be done with politics. I'm much of a believer of things start with the individual and then kind of go 
outside there, individual, family, community, and it kind of goes wider. So what are some of the culturally things as in the black yeah. community? Yeah, because if, if that's what we're, I guess that's what we're specifically talking about. So what are some of the cultural issues that need to be addressed there? You've talked about some things yourself. You talked about abortion. You talked about um, some aspects of feminism, broken homes, et cetera, right? The government is not forcing anybody to impregnate mm -hmm. a woman and run off. The government is not forcing someone to commit certain crimes, et cetera. So what are the things sort of within the culture or within individuals and communities that people need to look at honestly and be like, okay, we need to change this. Okay. Specifically for the black community. Um, I still see a lot of black liberals blaming white people for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree with that. I think I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but I think we should take some accountability, accountability for things as well. Mm. Again, with broken homes. Okay. At a, to a certain extent, it does have to do with the system. It does. But at the same time, society is promoting, they're not promoting abstinence. Mm -hmm. So I think within my community, if we promoted that more, if we stop promoting artists, musical artists, because that's a problem too, when you have musical artists that look like you who promote. Mm -hmm. So um, if you can, if you can uh, are you clapping? My bad. It's, it's, yes. It's clapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have musical artists that promote, that don't promote abstinence and that promote mm -hmm. being wild and loose, that has an effect on, on the community. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen it, especially in the area that I'm living in. The music is not helping. I think we should have better people in, in the music industry mm -hmm. that look like us that promote a good message to especially our kids because what kids see their favorite celebrity do, they're going to eventually try. Yeah. So maybe changing the musical aspect of, you know, who we, who we promote in our community mm. and promoting more of family, promoting more of abstinence, yeah. you know, being together, promoting more of that. But people, why, why, why do people think that's corny? Why do people think that's not cool? Honestly, I think the, the people that think it's corny, they regret, they regret not doing that. So then they try to pressure people to go the opposite way mm. because even people try to shame me from my take on abstinence and my stand on abstinence. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I feel like you're kind of jealous because you messed up in the past. And so you, you want, you want me to mess up mm. and you want me to go through what you went through, but I'm not promoting that and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I said, prop, props to you for that because you know, it, it's, it's difficult. It's, um, it's tricky. And I mean, we all know that when people are, whether or not someone is religious, the human conscience knows when it's doing something wrong, right? And mm -hmm. it, someone who's doing something wrong, they always want other people to do the wrong thing because then it feels right. less wrong, right? Because then it's, it dissipates the responsibility, right? If you, uh, right. if someone went out shoplifting by themselves, they know that they know that that's wrong. If they go out with like 10 of their friends and they all shoplift and then they're all joking about it or whatever, it seems you've done the same thing. But for some reason, it's, it seems less bad. It's the same. It's the same reason why right. people who do drugs want you to do drugs, right? People who drink a lot want you to drink a lot because then they feel like, oh, it's okay. If someone cheats on their wife, you know, some, or they cheat on their girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, some, what do some people say? Oh, everyone does it. Everybody cheats. It's like, oh, really? Right. <laughs> like, oh, so, so that makes it okay because other people also do the wrong thing. And it, it's weird. I think that society as a whole it seems like morality is in the process of just being inverted and that is something i find that's one of the things that actually got made me become a lot more outspoken because mm -hmm. i've sort of had a lot certain values and principles for a while but something in the last few years it seems like everything that is wrong or everything that is bad is being promoted and celebrated and normalized and it's and the, the stuff that is clearly morally right or righteous is being denigrated and insulted or people are just saying, Oh, that's backwards or that's stupid or that's whatever. And that's not good for, that's just not good for society. Right? Like I'm not what, surprised. Yeah. Personally, I'm not surprised because again, I'm a Christian mm. and the Bible tells us that this stuff was going to happen. So mm. I, I'm really not even surprised that everything like that is going on. Yeah. T tell me a little bit more about your uh, pro-life position, because that is something you 
talk about a lot. In fact, I think your your pinned tweet is a pro-life TikTok video mm-hmm. that you posted. <laughs> I I have read some of the comments on it. Um, <laughs> not not everyone is very happy with you. Not everybody agrees with you. So for, tell the listeners firstly what you what you while well, you don't speak in the video, but what is the message in the video? Well, the tweet said you cannot be pro-black and pro-choice. Okay, mm-hmm. I am pro-black. But you get me just wanting the black community to do better, wanting more families to come together in the black community, wanting to promote black businesses, which will help us economically. But when you go back to abortion in America, black babies have been killed off the most. You know, mm-hmm. it's been over 20 million plus. We take up the most of the abortions in America. And I just think if, if you're going to say you care about black people and you're going to call yourself pro-black, it doesn't make any sense to kill off your offspring and, and to promote killing off other offspring of your race. I mean, mm. come on. We are literally 13% of the population in America. And if we continue on this route, that's one of, the, that's one of the, the reasons why we're so low. But if we continue on this route, I believe we're going to be non-existent. Like, we have to stop. Yeah. I read that in, um, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I read that in New York City, more black babies are aborted than born it's true yeah it's true yeah and so it's just sad because they're they're, i believe that they're programming our black women especially to believe Mm. they're always saying um black black women are more prone to die from having babies or something like that but they're always trying to program especially us to believe it's okay to abort Mm -hmm. our children Mm -hmm. and i consider that a form of racism like why are you trying to why are you trying to convince the black community so much that we have to get rid of our kids that Mm -hmm. if you want to be successful in life and you have a baby at a young age, you can't do it Mm -hmm. because there are many, many examples of black women Mm -hmm. and and black men who have, you know, raised kids Mm -hmm. at a young age who are now successful and their, their, their children are good as well. I don't know why they, I I just feel like they, they want to get rid of us. I don't know why. Mm. But well, it's it seems anti life, anti black, and anti woman in my personal viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, there are people who will accuse me of being those three things because of my my position on this. I don't know how aware you are of this. Are you aware of some of the stuff that's happening in this regard in Africa? As in with, the continent with, as a whole. With, I know. I think the Gates family is trying to bring Planned Parenthood over there. Yes. I'm just so like, they're, why they're, Africa? So, there are a lot of international organizations and international governments that are spending billions and billions. So Africa is the most pro-life continent, I believe, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Most Africans are pro-life. And there are only a handful of countries in, the, in Africa where abortion is legal. And there is very heavy Western pressure and money being spent and investment and people working overtime to try to convince African people in general and African women specifically. And of course, they they wrap it up in nice words like reproductive health care and women's rights and reproductive justice, etc., family planning, right? But it all comes with abortion, right? They're really trying to normalize it. And they've been spending billions over the... I don't know how aware most people are of this, but that's one of those things that makes me... When people talk about even certain organizations, like you said, the Gates Foundation or the World Health Organization or the UN, uh, there's Planned Parenthood International. You've got a lot of these. They're all all of these things are pro-abortion. All of these organizations are they consider abortion an inverted commas human right. Right. They consider the end to the, the right to end a life supposedly is some inalienable human right, which right. seems really, really backwards to me. But they have taken that position. And when I look at what is going on in the USA, in black and ethnic minority communities in that regard, and seeing where the Planned Parenthoods are located, and, and looking at the history of the company, looking at all these organizations, looking at what they're doing in Africa, people want to talk about racism. People are like, oh, Zuby doesn't care about racism. Zuby doesn't care... I'm like, man, I'm seeing things on like a whole That's different dimension. Exactly. You, you see what I mean? It's like, I'm seeing things from a different dimension. I'm seeing who is being targeted, like, like directly. It's us. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they want to get rid of the black race so bad. The fact that you want to bring a, a whole organization um, 
over to Africa where mm -hmm. the purpose is to kill off the offspring. Why do you want to... I mean, these people say they're not racist, but I'm starting to think that they are. Why do you want to bring that organization <laughs> over to Africa? Yeah, they're saying, oh, we want to, you know, liberate the women and give them choices, etc. And it's like, look, you don't even... Firstly, that shows a huge cultural clash because if you actually talk to the people there, you know, of course, of course, people do stuff illegally, like we, we know that. But in terms of the general values, you know, in, in most countries in Africa, it's totally normal. When I say that, if I'm here in the UK or I'm in the US and I say that I want to have, um, uh, and I say in a perfect world, right, if I can afford it and everything, I would love to have like five, six, seven children. Okay. And mm -hmm. people think that I'm insane. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, yo, I'm one of five. My dad is one of 11. My mom is one of seven. Like I'm from a big family. That's how you family, continue right? the bloodline. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, if I, the, the heritage. Yeah. If you're in Nigeria and you say you want five children, nobody bats an eyelid. That's like, no, <laughs> it's like, that's normal. It's like pro-life through and through people believe, you know, children are a gift from God. Like you don't kill your own children. It doesn't matter if you aren't in the perfect situation. Right. Like people, people use this excuse of like, oh, you can't afford it. It's like, really? Like you, you, how much do, I'm not saying children are cheap, but this idea that, I don't know, I don't know. It's just, it's just so odd to me. It's like in the, in the richest countries in the world, you can't work out a better solution than just, okay, we're just going to kill like hundreds of thousands, millions of babies here we won't call them babies right people get angry you could say baby and it's just like look i don't care for euphemisms i don't care for sugarcoating horrible things you'll notice that the only time in history that people want to argue the difference between a human and a person is when they want to harm or kill that demographic mm -hmm. that's the only time people differentiate between human and person right they did it with slaves said no that's that's a it's a human but it's not a person mm -hmm. right they're doing this now with a child in the womb it's a human but it's not a person right, right? it's a human but it's not that's hitler and the jews uh, they're humans but they're not they're not people right and once you do that then you you, you can do what you like right you can right. enslave them you can kill them you can murder them you can dismember like whatever and i, I see these patterns and it's like when people get hung up on that thing, I mean, it's, it's stupid when you're talking to some of these pro-choice people, for example, and they get, they always try to control the language, right? You say baby and oh, it's not a baby, it's a fetus. It's like, you're, 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 you're now just, all you're doing is playing around with the English language. In the English yeah. language, in, in, in every language, you don't even have a different word between fetus and baby, right? That's, that's something specific to our language. It's the same person. It's the same thing. Whether you, it doesn't matter what you call it. You could call it a potato. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the person, <laughs> right? You've got, you've got a fetus. You've got a baby. You've got a toddler. You've got a child. You've got an adolescent. You have an adult. All of these things are just human life stages. So I don't care what you are calling. It would be like someone wants to kill a child. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's, that, that's, a, that's a toddler. That's not a, that's a toddler. That's not a <laughs> child. It's like a toddler is a... You see what I mean? And people just get wrapped up in all this stuff because they don't want to talk about the actual facts because the actual facts are right. awful. Right? It's, not, it's not pleasant when you actually acknowledge it. You, no one wants to acknowledge it. That's how... I mean, yeah, yeah. it's weird because I don't, I don't understand the concept of, okay, we're having gender reveal parties. We're having baby showers. So <laughs> is, it, is it only a baby when the woman decides it's, it's a baby? It's crazy. And then when, if, if a, say for instance... A, a pregnant woman gets murdered in a drunk driving mm -hmm. incident. The drunk driver, we know this, he's going to be charged with a double homicide, double homicide because they're both of them are humans. You killed two people, two mm -hmm. lives. So I don't understand why people are trying to go against science mm -hmm. or people are trying to go against common sense mm -hmm. because a woman can't just decide automatically that it's a child. I mean, it, it's already a child. Yeah, you, it doesn't make you sense. You don't decide. No. You know, once conception happens. And it's a human being. And as you've said, in, in real life, again, the only time people want to use the term fetus is when they want to kill it. Right? You know, yeah, have you, have you ever heard anybody see a pregnant woman and ask her how her fetus is doing? Oh, how, how's, your, how's your blob of cells doing? How's your, how fetus, your, how's your fetus shower? How is your, how's your parasite? I'm going to a fetus shower. How's your fe 
Like、nobody <laughs> does that. Everyone says baby. Everyone knows it's a baby. And unless you want to kill it, then suddenly it's anything except a baby. It's anything except a human. Anything. And it, I don't know. And, and to make it even worse, this tends to come from the people who call themselves pro science, right? We're, right. we're not even. We're both, we're both Christians. Neither of us has made a religious argument here, right? We're, not, we're talking、right. science. We're talking science, logic, reason. And it amazes me how many people who claim to stand for those things all of a sudden become really stupid when it comes to this particular issue. Because if、mm-hmm. you accept the facts, and some people do, but if you do, you then have to come to the conclusion that, you know what, sometimes it's okay to kill an innocent person. And that is not a comfortable position for someone to hold morally.、Right. And I think pe- people know that. So they will do and say anything and everything to avoid talking about it. Like full on, because it, it, otherwise it, their position ends up sounding pretty, pretty gross, right? It's it sounds、yeah. like、if you if you if you accept、yeah. it, right? And, and some people have that position. You know, I've spoken to people who are who are you know in favor of abortion rights, and they say, look, I I acknowledge that it is a baby, it is a person, but I think that there shouldn't even be a but. You know, <laughs> it, yeah, it, and it's like okay, I mean, I'm not morally comfortable in that position. Right? I'm not comfortable in that position because it doesn't. And you know, the way I used to be, I would say I used to be, for most of my life, I would say I was pro choice by default, right? Because I just didn't think about it.、Mm-hmm. Right? I, I never thought about it. And I just assumed that what society and what law had decided was correct. Right? And then when I really sort of looked into it and considered it and、uh, eesh, even watched the process, like watched the video,、like, I was like, oh, We, we are like killing hundreds of thousands,、mm-hmm. millions of babies every year, and people think this is totally has no moral weight.、Mm-hmm. Wow, this is, this is crazy.、Um, I mean, and, that's why when, it, when women get abortions, they don't even show them the. No. What is it called? A sonogram? Is that,、uh, is that what it's called?、Uh, ultrasound, yeah, ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah. They don't show them because they、no. don't want them to see. They don't want them to see it at all. No. It's. I don't know. It's a,、uh, it's, it's a,、uh, well, that's that, that in itself is a very, is a very heavy topic.、Um, mm-hmm. And then to, ma- to make it even worse, because of that, people don't even really want to talk about it, right? Because it's like, I will. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. And it's,、um, it's brave, it's courageous. And,、uh, you know, and, and it's important because I'm someone who is,、uh, I think the message should always matter more than the messenger. I think so. But with that said, I know how human beings are.、Mm-hmm. And firstly, if a man is pro life, people want to say, oh, you're a man. You can't even have it. Like, <laughs> as, if, as if, like, men have no,、uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, how do you think babies are made? And who's going to be、mm-hmm. on the hook? Who's going to be on the hook for, like, a paycheck and child support, et cetera? If, you know, it's like. It takes this, two. Th- yes, it takes two. So this idea that. We have no say in this, is, is totally ridiculous.、Um, and so, but so I, it's awesome when I'm seeing, you know, not just a woman, but, you know, a, a young black woman such as your, yourself in America, who's, according to these weirdo progressives, you essentially believe the opposite of everything that they think you、right. should. So it's、mm-hmm. kind of fun to watch, right? <laughs> it's it's just, kind of fun, feel, cool for me to see and be like. I feel very、okay. privileged to be a black、yeah. woman.、Um, I mean,、mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't necessarily feel oppressed, but I just love,、um, I, I love my history.、Um, I respect what my people have gone through. Being a woman, I respect being black. I feel like I'm in a, I think God did a good job. He picked my parents and my community <laughs> and my gender and everything. Oh, so God picked that? You didn't pick your gender? That's what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How、I、dare you? <laughs> Come on, get woke, Cherise. Get, get woke. <laughs> I pick my gender sometimes. Oh, no. No. <laughs> On Thursdays when, I, when, I'm, when I'm in the gym. Awesome. Oh, oh. They could be a heavyweight champion or something for women. Yeah, I had to do it.、Um, <laughs> Awesome, Sharice.、Um, so, what have, you, what have you got coming up next? I'm still in school. You know, I was supposed to be doing an internship this summer、um, with he, Tim Scott. He's the only black Republican senator in office right now. But、mm-hmm. coronavirus had、oh, other、gosh. plans. So, 
I'm just getting prepared to go back to school again. Still doing politics. Um, trying to prepare my mind for the next chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. I graduate, which hopefully it's going to be next December. So I'm looking forward to it. I put a lot of work in. It, it's kind of hard just trying to juggle politics, being that, you know, this online person who does a lot of social media and school. But I thank God that I've been able to do it and still, you know, been, a, been able to stay in school. Awesome. And uh, where can people find you online? You can find me on all social media platforms at Sharice Lane, and I'm going to spell it for you. C-H-A-R-R-I-S-E-L-A-N-E. Awesome. Sharice Lane, thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunt me and destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam, put some respect on my name. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.